Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. Recently traded Max Pacioretty suffers an Achilles injury in Carolina, out for up to six months. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. Welcome to our show for this Wednesday edition. I am found at Tony Dasco on Twitter. Very, very active there. Of course, he is at DD Chris G. And you could find us on Twitter at Lockdown VTK. Extremely active there. <laughs> and on YouTube now. <laughs> At Lockdown VGK. And uh, Chris, you know, you you and I had a lot of discussions about Max Pacioretty, the trade to Carolina. He was very optimistic. He was very excited to be a part of this Carolina Hurricane team. And now a lot of those uh, hopes are dashed. Perhaps a torn Achilles injury. Late last night, we found out about it uh, via social media. And the recently traded Max Pacioretty. We'll have surgery in Raleigh, North Carolina today, 33 years old. This is a big blow. He was so excited to play for the Canes, and Carolina was also counting on Max Pacioretty. It's unfortunate, and, you know, one thing that does bother me just a kind of bit on the social media world right now is, you know, everyone's throwing a – it's like it's like the Cubs right now. Everyone's got the big W flag hanging because Vegas won this trade all of a sudden because Pacioretty got injured. I don't – I don't like that, folks. Um, you know, if you want to win the trade, you know, a different way, you know, if Patrick struggles a bit and you want to say, I told you so. Okay. But I mean, I, I get both sides of it. One of the concerns about Patrick has been his man games lost. Uh, last year was some bad luck, but he only played a small handful of games. And this is not his first time he's had injuries that have kept him out for an extended period of time. It's unfortunate. And we definitely wish him well. We have no ill will against Pacioretty or anything like that here in Vegas. Uh, he was an amazing contributor here on and off the ice, as we've talked about many, many times. And hopefully he gets better. And I don't think Carolina visits Vegas until sometime in March. So I think we'll hopefully still get to see um, a healthy, not hobbled Max Pacioretty, assuming uh, that six-month timeline is accurate. Six months, I mean, I don't know. I, I remember um, back an ACL was at least nine months to a year, no questions asked. So I guess, uh, you know, medical science has uh, taken a few steps forward, but um, hopefully he gets better fast and hopefully he can help contribute to the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. One article that I read said that uh, the Hurricanes, Justin Williams suffered the same injury September, 2008 was uh, he was able to return to the Canes lineup in early December. So it's just a matter of how everything reacts. If he can, rehab it, stay on schedule, what have you. And again, of course, uh, modern medicine definitely is something that, you know, can be helpful to him, to his cause. And uh, they did. They needed him in a big way because they lost the forwards in Vincent Trochik, went to the uh, Rangers, right, and uh, Nino Niedermeyer. Uh, so they definitely are missing him in that lineup. We'll have to see how they can fill in some gaps until his return. And now one of the things that I said yesterday, of course, we like to stir it up sometimes here. Think, well, 
what if this was a pre-existing condition? Is there any way to prove that? And we didn't hear anything. Though, okay, we saw some some photos, right, of Pacioretty skating on the ice, working out in Carolina. We don't know when those were taken, what have you. But what if, let's just hypothetically ask, what if this was a pre-existing condition? We didn't hear anything about him, you know, having a physical there. What if this was a pre-existing condition and he has to be sent back to Vegas? What if the Carolina Hurricanes were uh, were on his uh, no-trade clause and all of a sudden that comes to fruition right now? Haven't <laughs> seen that happen. No, I mean, that happen. would be pretty crazy. I don't think so, Tony. That's I don't think that's in play here, but, I mean, nothing should ever surprise us. The we're way thinking about that, right? right? Oh, Everyone's that's the first thing I thought of. Think about it. Yeah, that's the first sure. thing I thought of, and then I do remember is either late last week or early this week, the Hurricanes did tweet a photo of Patch Reddy out there somewhere in one of their practice facilities out there in his Hurricanes gear and everything. So, you know, I, I don't think that's um, going to happen, but nothing surprises us. Nothing should surprise us. And, I mean, gosh, Max Patch Reddy wearing let, – let, let, let's put this out there on with our sponsor, BetMGM, over-under number of games Max Patch Reddy plays as a Vegas Golden Knight at half. We'll set the over at maybe plus three thousand, and uh, the, the 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 under at minus twelve thousand five hundred with a hundred dollar bet max. Okay. <laughs> now they said okay. So last year it was well documented. In fact, a couple of fans had seen at the new Summit Golf Club out there that Pacioretty had his left foot in a cast. So we know that he had a foot injury. I got some photos sent to me before it was even released to the public. Of course, we've got insiders. and But I also found out through lengthy research last night, there was a hand injury as well for Pacioretty. You're asking me or telling me? Partly both. I'm not the scoop I didn't know about that. Did you know about the hand? I didn't know about the hand injury. They You're the one that has the it. you got the you got the photographers on the roof at Red Rock as they're going in and out of a uh, City National Tony. That's uh that's not my world unfortunately, but you know, the foot injury that is interesting. Um I, when was that dated? Like was that like a Yeah, I don't, I don't remember when that was, but that had to be the second injury, right? You know, yeah. obviously after that because uh, the first one was in the the second game of the season. You're going back okay, so you're going back during the season then here. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's you know, again, I'll just stick to my perspective of nothing will surprise me. Nothing will, and not just Vegas, but NHL and sports in general, crazy things happen, crazy scenarios happen. And, you know, after the, the Dodonoff situation, I won't ever be surprised by a, a VGK move, a VGK blunder, which is what that was, I think, famously. And it's just, uh, just how it goes. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, it keeps you and I uh, passively, extremely passively employed. <laughs> 39 games for Vegas last season, Chris. 19 goals, 18 assists. Great production uh, for just a few games that he had played. And, yeah, I'm going to pull up this photo right here. This okay. was the foot injury. Can you see that at home? When was that from? This was the first injury uh, back in October. I got you. Yeah, the, the one of the bone injuries, most likely. Yeah, that was the foot injury, and you can see his foot. Yeah, in a, 
is in a cast. Well, that was Ryan Reeves who showed me at first there from the softball game. <laughs> and, and and then Pacioretty, uh last season, he called it a weird year. Well, this is not going to be any better if this continues. Uh seemed like everything went wrong. He said it was a one-off on injuries and some bad luck. But he's so, you know, let's talk about his, his age is 33. So how's he going to recover? He's getting in those twilight years for an NHL player. Uh, I'm concerned about the comeback now. I mean, I, I like your, your medical science perspective and the advances in modern medicine and everything. And I think um, he will be put in a spot to succeed as best as his body will allow. Like you said, he's up there in the 30s. He's got uh, 850 regular season NHL games played, plus a lot of mileage on the playoffs. So he's probably pushing. Uh, he's he'll probably be celebrating a thousand games played pretty soon. Actually, I'll, I'll dig through that a little bit a little bit later. I'm, I'm guessing that might happen this season or next season, depending on uh, how things go with his body and how far the Carolina Hurricanes go. Um, one thing I guess I just do want to highlight: people have mentioned like Pacioretty and his durability and health and such. Let's start from the 2013 season all the way to, I mean, let's go all the way to the 2020 shortened season. He never had less than 64 games played in a season. And in the shortened season, the 56-game season, he played 48 of them. And then going back 11-12, he also played 79 games then. Uh, 12-13, I think that's probably when... um, when uh, uh, Chara tried to decapitate him in that one game, which is why he only had 44 games played. I could be wrong if that was a playoff game or not. But, you know, point being, a lot of VGK fans in the, the Twitterverse and the, the Facebookverse and everything, if that's even a word, if not, I'll, I'll coin it. But, you know, are, are questioning Patch Reddy and his durability. Looking at his regular season games played, the dude's playing at least 64 games for the last decade, you know, at least the, 79 to 83% of the games. So, you know, he is relatively healthy. Um, I don't know how about his playoff games missed. I guess maybe that's what a concern could be. But, yeah, this is certainly a blow to an aging veteran who is going to be a big part of what was supposed to be a Carolina, you know, largely successful playoff and possibly Stanley Cup run. Patch Reddy, I guess, is the missing piece in a lot of people's eyes. So we'll see if if he can – get back to full health, you know, at least get back to playing sometime in February and March, and he can have, uh, you know, 15, 18 or 20 games, whatever it's going to be as a training camp and get back to a full speed come playoffs should the Carolina Hurricanes qualify. So you had a call out yesterday, last night on Twitter, uh, someone by the name of at frauds underscore run underscore VGK. This isn't good. Well, don't you recall? You said, let's talk about this and shout yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I saw, saw this one. I was looking late last night, but uh, fill <laughs> me in. Well, you're the one that tweeted it out. I know. Okay, so it said uh, GMKM, Kelly McCrimmon, traded away Halla at his highest value and got Nick Wah. Oh, Richard. okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. GMKM <laughs> traded away Colin Miller for two seconds. He traded away Flurry before downfall of the season. Well, it wasn't on Flurry. Or is he saying, or the downfall for VGK in any event? And then GMKM <laughs> traded away Pacioretty before lengthy injury recovery time. Kelly McCrimmon is a, not a McCriminal, a criminal, he said. Which way are we going with this tweet? 
So, and I mean, let, let's go a step back here. This might have been more of a McPhee thing. We also moved uh, Nikita Gusev for a third and a second round pick to the New Jersey Devils. And Gusev, last I checked, he was out of the league, I believe. So, you know, I was going to probably jump on this a little more in, in, in the second segment. But, you know, VGK fans, there's all this, you know, hate, call it what it is. There's all this animosity. There's all these things towards Kelly McCrimmon. But that list of things you just read there, Tony, I mean, that's pretty, uh, that's, that's some pretty good GM work there. I'm not going to lie about that. That's some pretty good GM work. If you're looking at those trades, looking at us being on the right side of them. I mean, Colin Miller for two seconds. Okay. Colin Miller is a fine defenseman, but I'll take two seconds all day. Flurry. Yes. It was a downfall of a season, but that was a lot on Chicago, but how did Flurry do in the playoffs from Minnesota? Not very good. Mm-hmm. Not very good. Unfortunately, I'm not, we're not taking shots at Marc-Andre Fleury here, folks. We're simply talking about stats. Um, Eric Holla and Nick Waugh, I, I am going to hit on that in the second segment a little bit. Um, the, the salaries of those two players kind of confuse me. And then Patch Ready before, you know, the injury and then the Gusev deal. So, I mean, it's almost like this GM who has been uh, largely in part of creating our season one expansion roster, which was the best expansion team in the history of sports, I believe. And then the second season, almost uh, have a nice playoff run. Unfortunately, bad coaching does it. It does us in. Seasons three and four, we're within three games of a Stanley Cup. And season five is the best roster on paper. Unfortunately, injuries uh, dictated a different outcome. And you look at all these trades here, it's almost like we have a GM that might know what he's doing, folks. Accidentally. Coming up next. All those aren't an accident, Tony. Come on. (laughs) All that's not an accident. And we wish, of course, Max Pacioretty the yes, best in his recovery. Definitely, no doubt. Coming coming up next, we'll talk about unfinished business. Stay with us right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Our next partner has a product that I literally use every day. I started to take Athletic Greens because I didn't have the time. I wanted better gut health, gut health, more energy, much, much more. And they actually came to my rescue, if you will. Uh, now it's been a couple of months, what, three months now, I think, and I absolutely love it. It doesn't take uh, taste at all like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild, tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off on the right foot all the things that's right and i personally consume it again i just really like the benefits helps with the digestion i actually sleep better and i send it to family and to friends and they really liked it a lot and it's lifestyle friendly whether you eat keto paleo vegan i don't know what paleo is of course i can't pronounce it so how would i know i do know what it is (laughs) but of course it's dairy free It's gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. You have to try it out for yourself, and it costs less than $3 a day, and that $3 invests in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. There's a lot of testimonials about it, and in 2020, uh, AG donated over $1.2 million in meals to kids in 2020, so They also help out the community. Make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network 
Again, it's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick here from Las Vegas. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. And our podcast is free and available wherever you find your podcast. And now, as well, Chris, on YouTube, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays here in the off-season. Those little breaks in between, kind of helpful. We'll recharge the batteries. We've got a new feature segment coming up on Friday. WTF. What the Friday. What the Friday. It's it, it, yes. What the Friday? It's going to be fun. We're so much fun. I we don't have our topics lined up yet, but no, I I can't wait. We were talking about this uh, last week and just you know, little little goofball segments and stuff like that. Not that we're not goofballs the rest of the time, but uh, we'll kick it up a notch or two on Fridays for uh, probably that third segment or that first segment. I don't know, Tony. We'll figure that out, but it'll be uh, it'll be fun. Yeah, and uh, in that segment, we're just going to. Uh, again, we like and appreciate our followers, our listeners, our viewers, and it's something for you to chime in uh, to give us some of your what the moments with the VGK. So we'll get into that. Only a half hour show, Tony. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of what in the world <laughs> were they thinking about sort of moments. So Nick Wah, Keegan Colasar meeting the press yesterday for the first time since they have their nice new contracts. In this segment, let's first discuss Nick Waugh, who this week signed that five-year extension with 3 million AAV. Waugh comes off of a career season, career best in games with 78, 15 goals, career high, 24 assists, and he also had 39 points total this past season. And I cannot help, and you kind of teased it a little bit, I couldn't help but to compare his contract to that of Eric Howlett. Because I have it. It's funny. I have that in front of me right now. It's funny. You you would. I, I, I did the exact same thing. <laughs> so, so uh, the only reason, uh, the main reason why we're comparing it is because this was the trade that happened between uh, those two players. And so, yeah, dive in if you'd like to. I've got the numbers too. So let's have at it. So I guess the first thing, folks, um, if you follow us on our Twitter, Twitter handle, Lockdown VGK, I put out there that, we uh, re-signed Nick Wah for three million AVV, and I, I felt that was just a little bit high. I think it's AAV, whatever. We three million dollars <laughs> a year, three million dollars a year. Um, but I just thought it was a bit high. That was just my knee-jerk reaction. No, nothing to back it up. Just it was. I was sitting at Rolling Smoke Barbecue, enjoying a three-meat plate, some brisket, and some sausage, and you know, diving in some cornbread. I said, "Oh, cool. Okay, this feels a bit high." And folks. Everyone seems to think Nick Waugh is the second coming of Marc-Andre Fleury. You all love Nick Waugh. I just learned a lot how much the VGK fan base loves Nick Waugh. And I like Nick Waugh. Don't get me wrong. This is nothing negative to Nick Waugh in our show. I think uh, last week, how do we replace our 50-ish goals that we're, miss- we're going to be missing without uh, Patches and Daddy? Nick Waugh hopefully getting to that 20-ish goal range is needed, and I think he can do it. My concern with this contract, folks, my concern with this contract is we are paying Nick Waugh for the player we need him to be. 
not the player that he is. The player that he is right now was a six-goal scorer two seasons ago, and then he has a career year the following year. We've seen this happen before, folks. William Carlson. Now, six goals to 43 goals, yes, there's a bigger gap. I, I certainly get that, but there is some major Regency bias happening right now. And famously, whenever VGK does make these 11th hour deals or so to avoid arbitration, they seem to backfire a little bit, starting with William Carlson. Nate Schmidt did not live up to his financial expectations. We love Nate Schmidt, but he did not live up to his financial expectations. Nick Waugh, we need him to be more than what he has been. Otherwise, he may not live up to these financial expectations. I do like the Colasar deal, actually, and that was, I think, one that was in our favor, but even a lot of VGK fans think we overpaid for him, too. So, you know, we can go into the Eric Hala comparable, too. Eric Hala was 2.75, I believe, Tony, at his time with VGK, and now Nick Waugh is $3 million. A I, think healthy... he's, I think he's down to 2.5 or something in the okay. latest contract for Hala. Yeah. yeah, it might have dropped a little bit. Okay, either way, we're in the same ballpark. We're in the same ballpark. And looking at Eric Hollow's outputs, 2017-18, when everyone had that unsustainable career year, folks, let's keep that in mind, 55 points, 29 and 26. That's that's a heck of a season right there, folks. Um, VGK, he's injured 18-19, 19-20, moved to Carolina, 41 games, but he goes 12 and 10. 19-20, uh, he only plays a few games with Florida, doesn't get much going there. 2021 with Nashville, 51 games. He gets 21 points. I mean, okay, that's pretty solid. And then Boston, he, he really puts it together again in Boston. It looks like 78 games. He goes 44 points. And a plus 19 he was. I love the plus 19. I love the plus 19. My, my is 16 with the Golden Knights, though. Yikes. That, that, that whole line, too, was a mess defensively. Uh, James <laughs> Neal, David Perron, Eric Halla. But otherwise, uh, good outputs. But, um, yeah, so do we value a healthy Nick Wah over a healthy Eric Halla? I, I think the answer is no, at least right now. At least right now. Maybe Nick Wah obviously is going to continue this upward trajectory. And VGK fans, again, this is the second coming of Marc-Andre Fleury, folks. You all love him more than Fleury, I think. I think anyone that's upset is just going to take their old Fleury jersey, cross it off, put Nick Wah on there or something like that. That's uh, the love that y'all seem to have here. And I'm also confused that you know, going back to all of our concerns about Kelly McCrimmon being a McCriminal, not a, not a, not a criminal, whatever. Either way, you know, all this uh, hate towards Kelly McCrimmon in the past, and all of a sudden, y'all came to bat pretty, pretty quick here. So I'm confused, VGK Nation. I'm honestly confused about your perspective about Kelly McCrimmon because, you know, I we argued, Tony, on this show not too long ago that I thought he was doing a good job. You thought there was a... Con- we were somewhat in a line for the past and you have more concern down the road, which is very fair. I will concede that all day, but simply going on the for now and coming into season six, I'm comfortable with things. Now we look at this, uh, at that Twitter uh, handle from a uh, VGK front office doesn't know what they're doing or whatever that, that thing was at all the trades that got made. And y'all love the Nick Wad deal here. So folks, you can't have it both ways. We're either going to yeah, throw be- darts at Kelly McCriminal or we're going to, uh, you know, want to want to have have them take pictures with our babies outside of City National every day. One or the other. Pick a side. Pick a side, BGK, Tony. BGK Nation is drunk. They just don't know which way to go. A lot of the well, they go where some of these wannabe media people go because 
they're just going to go with the flow. And I'll get into more about the media. They forgot to ask a key question yesterday to Keegan Colasar. I'm going to do that in, in segment three. I'm curious about that. Will. I don't even okay. know what segment three is. I'm curious. Let's talk about Colasar <laughs> and his comments. Let's talk about Nick Waugh's role. So maybe he's comfortable, you know, bouncing around. And he did say that uh, he already had a conversation with the new coach, said he's ready for anything from winger to a defensive role on the third line or an offensive role on the second line. He said it could be anything for Bruce Cassidy. That's pretty interesting. The second line. Where would I mean, you, listen, would you Nick pair Watt him with is, on line two? Where, uh, who, who would you pair him with on, on line two for offense? I put him on line one, Tony. I told you that. I For some reason, everyone, I was listening to the NHL Network yesterday, everyone has Eichel and Stone slotted together on that top line. And I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but if you're going to tell me you're going to go Eichel, Stone, and Nick Watt, I, I do like that. I, I do like what Nick Watt can possibly bring and the balance that creates. I don't like loading up you know, line one, March or so, Stone, Eichel, or even Stevie on line one. I, I don't like putting that much of our firepower on one line. I would love to see a top nine that can come at you in waves and then a bottom our our, our line four that's going to make you earn your ice and that's going to punish you out there. That really reminds me of the season one and even season two VGK teams to a degree, obviously, uh, you know, with Carrier and uh, Reeves and then insert a random center here, of course, between them, Belmar, Nosek, et cetera. That is really what I want to see. I don't want to, like last year, we seem to have a somewhat of a healthy top six, kind of. And then our bottom line kind of was intact. Not not the Colasar, Carrier, Wah, but it seemed like any combination of AHL, uh, you know, Henderson Horsies were rounding out line four. But line three was the mystery line all year, it seemed like. You never knew what line three was going to look like. And I think that was our biggest area of opportunity due to the bad injury luck that BGK experienced. So I really want to see a line three that has a William Carlson out there that has, you know, maybe a Brennan Brisson out there or um, uh, Mannion. I, I keep saying his name wrong. Mannion. Mannion. Mannion Field. Mannion. Mannion Field. Mannion Field is right over there. That's the elementary school. It's too hot for the kids to be in school. We can do that again. That I saw that we had a little, we had some action on that tweet yesterday. Tony, what the what the Friday was that about? <laughs> it is too hot. It's too stinking hot. Give these kids till after Labor Day before they can go back to the classroom. Okay, I don't even have children, but I'm all for their rights. Okay, I'm going to stick up for the kids. Uh, okay, so he said, let's get back to where we were. So Waz said he was more confident offensively last season. Now, explain to the listeners, I might be putting you on the spot here. He That's said he's fun. been working a lot on his cutbacks, on his speed and agility. Uh, what do you think he did wrong, or what does he have to improve on his cutbacks? I mean, I don't know. He seems to be a very confident skater. He seems to have very, very good hands around the net. He seems very comfortable. Um I mean, I'm assuming when he refers to a cutback, it's almost kind of like what you see a defenseman doing where they'll come in, they'll make a couple moves, they'll stop, and it's like a crossover where you stop and accelerate quickly. And maybe he just feels a little less confident about that. And, I mean, if that's what he feels like he needs to work on in the offseason, I think he's a pretty darn good skater going into. But, um, you know, it's it's a it's a good comment how, how much truth is there behind that versus uh, maybe uh, – 
you know, one of the VGK uh, media preppers kind of uh, hitting him as he goes out to the podium with a little something to say to the media. I, I don't know how that works. I'm, I can assume there's some coaching, especially maybe for the younger players. Not No one's going to tell Mark Stone what to say out there, but I, I could see someone kind of uh, talking to a Nick Wav, you know, maybe loading him up a little bit or something like that before he meets the media. But I think Nick Wav is a very solid skater. And back to uh, the comment about the second line, the third line, Nick Waugh's greatest asset is he is versatile. He can play center. He can play wing. And I can make a case for all four lines for him. And honestly, if Nick Waugh is our line four center for 60 games next season, we got a good top nine, folks. We have a real good top nine if Nick Waugh is our line four center. If he's our line four or line one wing most of the year, I would definitely say he has taken a major step forward in his outputs. Hopefully he's not there just for injury purposes, but if he's playing alongside of Eichel and whether it's Marcheseau or Stone or whoever, Riley Smith up there, I don't know what, how that's going to shake out. But if Nick Waugh has a prominent line one role and there's not 500 man games lost for VGK, he, Nick Waugh might become that 22-23 goal scorer and maybe uh, you know, 18-22, I mean, he could floor the 50-point season. And then all of a sudden uh, you can yell at me, folks, about – that $3 million contract uh, not being enough. So does VGK now have enough money left to sign? There's two players that they really want to sign uh, currently, Nick Haig and Jake Lachizan, right? Lachizan's still not signed. Yeah, that's a fair question, Tony, and I'm not the cap expert here. My The simplest understanding I had, according to when we were with Ben Fisher last Friday, was Shea Weber's contract is not officially LTIR until like later in the season or something like that. So it show like right now it, it probably shows VGK like $4 million in the red. I haven't checked cap friendly, but if you subtract his $7.9 million cap hit or whatever that is, then just maybe, you know, we still have two or $3 million left. I've seen a lot of different reports about this from local, like, like right now we're showing negative 5.7. I don't know if you can. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. We're showing That's negative five point seven right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> We're showing negative five point seven right now. But if you subtract seven point nine, maybe we still have approximately two million dollars left. And if Lecision gets a two way contract, I think we're still safe there. Then is Nick Hague a two million dollar defenseman? I think that's fair, but. That's a, just a very quick knee jerk reaction that I might get yelled at again for folks. But um, I, I think we'll be safe. I, I think we'll be safe unless we do make a trade. Do we even free up more space or do something now? Who knows? Coming up next, we'll talk about Keegan Kolasar as he addressed the media yesterday. We'll get into that after this right here on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net, the fastest, the easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports. Find all of your favorite events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews for each and every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, of course, the National Hockey League, combat sports, esports, and even golf now. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have it all covered for you. Head to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and action, everything that's happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick here in Las Vegas. 
And uh, again, don't forget to subscribe to our new YouTube channel at Lockdown VGK. And uh, you get to see our mugs here mm, sometimes early in the morning. And Keegan Colasar, oh, again, that theme, unfinished business for the VGK. That's going to be the theme of this upcoming season. They've got that chip on their shoulder. Let me tell you, Keegan Colasar uh, said that his agent had handled his new contract. He was confident that they would get things done. He said he's glad to be back. He wants to see more personal growth and more team growth this upcoming season. Unfinished business. I don't like that nonsense. Do they believe? I mean, do they, are they believing in this? Or it sounds unfinished. A it's so it just corny. sounds a little contrived. Yeah, too. It's 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 as corny and cheesy as the gold helmets, which means I kind of like it then because I I do like the gold helmets. But no. I like the gold That's helmets. An entire I like, segment. I like the gold helmets. They look good. You're they a look big better Star Wars when you're C- at three PO fan. I know. I, I know. I've never watched that. I've watched the first Star Wars movie, and that's it, Tony. I've never seen another Star Wars mo- movie in my life. But I want to see the Golden Knights and the Kings face off in the gold domes and the chrome domes. That would be absolutely awesome, by the way. But let's uh, stick to the topic on hand for a second. We only got a few minutes to go. But Colasar unfinished business. Like, come on, folks. Just stop it. Last season, if you get a one and done in the playoffs or get swept out in the first round or something like that, you want to – do the unfinished business stuff, fine, whatever. But 500-man games lost. Bad luck, injuries, unfinished is, business. That's Chris, nonsense. Where is your everybody versus the Golden Knights or the Golden Knights versus everybody T-shirt should be hanging there in your shrine? That's so two months ago, Tony. That's so two months ago. That's cheesy, too. I, I can see, like, I can just see the shirts outside of T-Mobile Arena that y'all are going to be uh, – <laughs> Can't wait to pay uh, 40 bucks a pop for out there, including present company, because my kid is going to, my kids plural are going to ask me for all those shirts and stuff. And oh my goodness, it's going to be an expensive year. But, you know, I mean, fine, whatever. Marketing wants to put unfinished business out there. They want to put uh, VGK versus everybody out there. Fine, whatever. Go ahead. It's, it's fun. I'm looking more forward to seeing it in person versus it getting. A motivating point. You're not going to see signs in, in the VGK locker room about unfinished business. You're not going to see that type of bulletin board material. The players aren't listening to that nonsense. Colasar might be saying that for fine, whatever, but I feel confident that's not what everyone has on their mind. They just want to get out there, play hockey, a new system, a new situation, new personnel, new season, fresh slate, all that stuff. I, I like fresh slate better than unfinished business, but it doesn't it doesn't sell on a t-shirt as well. So VGK, for the first time in a few years now, has had a longer summer. It's been a long summer where they could mend, uh, recover, golf, play softball, get injured playing soft, not VGK players. In any event, okay, so Colasar is talking yesterday, Chris, about a new surgery that not many hockey players have had. And not one of the media members in attendance asked, you have to ask, what was the injury or what was the surgery? I yeah. Mean, that's, a, that's a major missing part right there. It's like, so I had the surgery. Not very many NHL players have had this, and I'm recovering just fine. It, maybe it was on his, uh, his shooting arm because, you know, he made that basket at the WNBA game. We're always going to go back to that. Or maybe, Tony, they were just coached not to ask a question about it. The media talk, call it what it is. I, I I don't know how much politics go into a the lot of media and stuff a like lot. that. A ton of, of politics goes into it. But 
But that's a question that needs to be asked. Of course, as a journalist, you have to ask it. He could say upper body, lower body. I don't want to disclose. It's undisclosed something. But you have to ask that question. I'm with you, Tony. And and, And, and what is the surgery that no one else has had? I, I enjoy watching post-game pressers. I, I kind of like the players. There, there's some players that give a little more. That's really why I enjoyed watching Gerard Gallant speak in the past, because he was pretty honest, and he gave a good assessment. Pete DeBoer was a little more of the uh, politician after the game, trying to keep things positive. You didn't get a lot out of him, but you got more out of Gerard Gallant. And some players like a Jonathan Marcheseau is always a good listen and stuff like that. Riley Smith is a little closer to the vest and doesn't give you as much. But where I'm going with all this is, yeah, I do want to know what the injury is. And I would like, I mean, if he just says upper body, lower body, or C, none of the above, I don't want to talk about. Okay, cool. I, I certainly get that. But I'd rather hear that than this unfinished business crap, because that's just annoying, in my opinion. Yeah, no one asked what the injury was, which was just what the absurd. Friday. What the Friday. <laughs> what the Friday. And then we also found out Bruce Cassidy's not here in Vegas. He's been spending the summer in Ottawa. So when does his vacation come to an end? And if I'm a new coach, personally, I'm not taking a shot at Cassidy, but I'd be right here in this Vegas market trying to figure things out, get acclimated here a lot. I, I'll never be within. Doesn't he have children? School started already. This yeah, no, week. that's all fair, Tony. I mean, I'll I'll never be within the breath of, a, of an NHL coach to ask a question like that or have any understanding of their mindset. But I have to think as an NHL coach, there is a large obsession with your job and what you do. And you're constantly thinking and scheming and all sorts of stuff like that. So wherever he is, he's not on vacation. He may be in another place, but I feel pretty confident the only thing he's thinking about is Vegas Golden Knight hockey right now. And there's nothing going on in town right now. It, it's quiet. There's no practices. There's, you know, maybe some random conditioning stuff happening. But, you know, I, I don't take any stock one way or the other if he's not in Vegas right now. Not yet. Yes. One final note uh, in the juniors, Matias Sapovalov had a goal for the Czechoslovakian team. And so uh, we're tra- going to try to keep up on the juniors and everything else that's going on. <laughs> if we have time. And then uh, we'll have, uh, of course, uh, we will have uh, what the Friday coming up on Friday. Uh, who is VGK's rival? Maybe we'll get into card collecting. I know, but a lot of news keeps breaking here. And you find out about it first right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. So long for now from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.